Starting your own business is a dream for many people, but it's not always easy. There are a lot of challenges that entrepreneurs face from securing funding to finding the right team. In this episode of the podcast, we're talking to Amanda Kelly, an expert in economic development for small and medium businesses. She'll share her insights on the challenges that entrepreneurs face, and she'll give you some tips on how to overcome them. So whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro, this episode is for you. You're listening to Women of the Bluegrass, and I'm your host, Jordan Carmack, a leadership development and communication skill coach in London, Kentucky. My guest today is Amanda Kelly, Director of Small Business Training at Southeast Kentucky Economic Development in Pulaski County. She's an experienced training director, social media manager, and small business coach. Driven by a desire to see people in business succeed, she's worked to provide the best service and advice to SCED's clients and entrepreneurs through training courses since 2015, including developing and leading SCED's digital marketing program, Be Boss Online. Thanks for listening. Now let's get started. I'm so excited to have on the podcast today my good friend Amanda Kelly. Um, and as you just heard, man, she brings so much information and knowledge um, and wisdom about economic development uh, for small businesses, medium businesses, everybody along the way. Amanda, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me here. This It was a great surprise when, when you asked if, if I could join you. So I'm excited. Well, sometimes these things are really fortuitous. You meet somebody at, at, at a chance encounter um, and at, at Cumberland and and think, man, I really feel like I have so much to learn from you and, and from the work that Sked is doing, both as a small business owner myself, but as somebody who's interested in, in learning more and then sharing that knowledge with others. You know, we have a lot of small business owners on the podcast. Um, uh, we are, you know, um, our guests are female and we have a lot of female entrepreneurs. And I believe so strongly in the value of entrepreneurship and, and business ownership um, as a self-esteem builder, as an empowerment tool um, because we know it influences families for the better, moms for the better, and communities as a whole for the better. And so um, this is just a space that I, I love to be a part of and to champion. But entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. It's hard. <laughs> it, and, you know, we were talking before before we came on here about how hard it is to balance everything that you have to balance. And it takes a team. So mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, people think of it, they think it's, it's, you're on your own island and you're by yourself, but you can't, you've got to develop that team of people that you can reach out to and, and they can help you and you can help them. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest myths is that, yep, you are by yourself. There's nobody here to help you when reality, most likely there are a variety, not just one, but a variety of organizations, nonprofits, robots, everybody along the way who can help you reach your goals, whether you're a leader in a business that you didn't start or you are starting your own business at the very beginning, wherever you are in the process, there are so many resources out there. Um, And so we're going to talk about some of those things um, that are available. Um, Also talk through you know, some of the challenges that, that entrepreneurs and businesses face and how we can address some of those challenges. But first, I always like to get to know my guest just a little bit better. Um, and so uh, tell me, how did you find yourself in economic development? Was that always the plan? It, it was absolutely not the plan. <laughs> I didn't know what economic development was before SCED. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was working in, in the, the, private sector with with businesses i was i was running um a a company that had about seven different fingers and (laughs) 
and and I was asked to attend a class with one of the people that was working at the company and I went and took this business planning class I've got a business degree I was like sure I'll go whatever and it just so happened that the person that was teaching the class was retiring and she sent out an email saying hey is anybody interested and I was like well, I kind of really enjoyed that I think I might be yeah so I applied and obviously I, I got the position and and it's it's been awesome it's been so much more than I ever dreamed it would be mm-hmm. I get to work with different people every day on different problems different issues growing starting expanding and sometimes even closing down mm. businesses mm-hmm. but I get to help. Yeah. And that's what's great about it. And be a part of the process. That's really cool. So did you have in your a business in your family? Was it something you had been familiar with at all or not really? Not really. So I I went to I went to Cumberland mm-hmm. and got a business degree just because I was playing golf and they told me I should probably <laughs> go to go to class too. So yep. yep. I got a business degree on top of getting mm-hmm. to play golf for four years. And, and I really wasn't sure. I thought I'd kind of stay in the golf field and, and ended up selling insurance. I sold windows. And then I went to a property management company where I was managing multiple commercial properties and, and a number of other businesses. And so I had a lot of experience working for those smaller businesses. Mm. I also had some experience working for the bigger businesses and knew which one I preferred. Yes. So... You know, moving into into the smaller business, and it's it's hard. It is hard, but there's there's a science to it too, mm-hmm. in how you start and grow a business. Mm-hmm. So you know, understanding what's behind it, I can really help the entrepreneurs focus on those key tasks that need to take place. I think I'll poke fun at myself um, for just a second. We were talking before the, before the show began <laughs> about how sometimes I just, and I, I guess this is true to most entrepreneurs, but I've noticed it about myself that I might stumble across an idea and think, that's amazing. I'm going to bring that into my current plan or I'm going to also do that. And I, I think I said I like to chase every butterfly, every beautiful, precious butterfly that comes by. Not always to my benefit. <laughs> yeah, that's half of what I do is is redirecting, mm-hmm. um, helping the, the folks that I work with really evaluate an <laughs> idea before we go all in. <laughs> yep. And making sure that it aligns with what we're trying to do and what we want to accomplish mm-hmm. and what amount of time we have. <laughs> Which is usually less than we think we actually <laughs> always actually have. Um, so if somebody were listening to this show and either maybe they've had that idea and they're trying to determine whether it's a butterfly or not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to roll with this metaphor for a while, apparently. <laughs> um, they're trying to decide whether it's that or maybe it's got legs. Maybe it's something um, special that is worth developing out. What are some of the parameters maybe or criteria that you might tell this entrepreneur to think through before they, you know, dump life savings into something. So you need to understand, You basically you need to write a business plan. Now when people say business plan, they think of, you know, a 150 page document that's going to take them years. That's not what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We're looking for a three to five page document that basically explains what the business is. It explains how you're going to get your product or service to market. It explains the financials and it explains who's going to do what in the business. So who's going to handle the marketing? Who's going to handle the financials? Who's going to handle all of the different facets of running a business? 
But if we can get everything to align in those four categories, we've got a solid business if it works on paper. If it doesn't work on paper, we need to reevaluate and change some things Mm. because it's not going to work in real life if you can't even get it to work on paper. I just want to let that sit for just a second because I'm feeling, I have this one of like, oh, oh, okay, I should be taking notes because it's true. I think often we just, we want to jump into something because yep. it's exciting and it, it's got to be serving some purpose and addressing some problem. Otherwise we wouldn't be excited about it. But I love what you've said. If it, if it doesn't work on paper, then it probably won't work in real life. And I think everybody's going to cheer you on for trying to tackle something yeah. important and solve an important problem. Um, but they're not always going to want to walk with you as you try to navigate the rest of it. Right. Everybody's gung ho when you're, you've got this brilliant idea, but when, when it comes time to do the hard work and put the Mm -hmm. time in and invest the money and pay the bills, pay the bills, everybody's (laughs) like, Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I don't know about that. So it, I like to plan things. Everything in my life is planned. I mean, every minute. And that's just who I am. I am the least spontaneous person you will ever meet in your life. Most entrepreneurs are much more spontaneous than I am. So I think I bring a good balance to them because I'm like, show me where this is on, on our paper plan. Show, you know, how does this fit in? Where Mm -hmm. does this go? Mm -hmm. And it kind of, it, it brings some of it deflates their balloon a little bit sometimes, (sighs) but sometimes (laughs) that balloon, if it doesn't get deflated, it's going to pop. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, mm. we, we need to we need to really evaluate ideas for what they are before we jump in. Mm-hmm. So say we've gone through this evaluation process and we've put some things on paper and it seems like, hey, this might actually this might actually work. What would the next step be? The next step is to figure out what how much we need in resources mm-hmm. to get this going. Mm-hmm. So maybe those resources are products. Mm-hmm. Maybe these resources are money to buy equipment mm-hmm. or we need to get a website up or we need we need some different marketing materials. But we, we figure out what resources are needed. And now how are we going to come up with those resources? Mm-hmm. So if our startup budget is $25,000, we've got to figure out where's where's that $25,000 coming from? Are we getting a loan? Mm-hmm. Are we going to borrow it from friends and family? Have we saved it? We're not going to use credit cards to do it. That's right. So, you know, how, how are we going to get this money? Mm-hmm. And if it's a loan, well, how's our credit? Because our personal credit's going to be looked at. Mm-hmm. What kind of collateral mm-hmm. do we have to offer? And yes, every bank or lending institution is going to ask you for a sizable loan. You are going to have to put your house or some other property or property on on the line for this business Mm -hmm. people think that oh well it's a business it can sign for itself well yeah it can in 10 years when it has its own assets eventually Mm -hmm. but for right now it's just a piece of paper right so you have to be so in that you're willing to put your house on the line or put other property or vehicles things like that because you believe in it and you're going to work it to that level Mm -hmm. So 
wow I mean this is just so helpful I wish somebody would have sat me down and had this conversation with me a decade ago (laughs) because I did not I have a communication degree which means I'm a great talker but um it didn't have the business degree where you walk through that process um I think because of my marketing background my inclination as well it's got a website it's got to be real right it's It's, legit it's got to be legit because we've got we've got a business website um but there's so much work that can go in on the front end um that it can almost be a little overwhelming it's incredible somebody who maybe this is outside of their wheelhouse or their comfort zone um the good news is like we said at the beginning you are not alone you're not so tell me a little bit more about what sked does and how you come alongside these entrepreneurs as they're um massaging this this idea walking through this process so every every client is different and that's one of the things that i love i don't like doing the same thing over and over again so every client is different in what they need so sometimes they find me first and we start working together to get that business plan going, to get the financial projections, to get all of the things that they need to get started. Sometimes they come in from the loan aspect of SCED and they'll get a small business loan and we're like, hey, we also have this other department called technical assistance, which is here to help you if you need help with any of the things that mm-hmm. you're doing running the business. A plumber is awesome at doing plumbing, but they may not understand how to do marketing or to read their financial statements, or to do any of the business things. Mm -hmm. So that's where we come in. We can help with any of those aspects. And if I don't personally have the expertise and and my partner in crime, Kyle, doesn't, we know somebody who does. We've we've been doing this, I'm at this eight years now. Mm -hmm. So we, we know people and we can get you the help that you need to get the right answers, to start your business, to grow your business, and to be successful. Being successful is different for everybody. Hmm. What you think is success and what I think is success, I can talk, may not be the same thing. Can you talk a little bit more about that and what that might look like? The biggest thing that I tell people is we have to set a goal. What do we want this business to look like in five years? How much time do we want to be spending in it? How much money do we want it to be bringing in? What benefits do we want to gain from it? If we don't know where we're trying to get to, we'll never get there. Mm -hmm. So by setting those goals, we know where we're trying to work towards and we can move the needle in that direction as opposed to saying, well, I want to be rich and not (laughs) go to work very often and go on vacation when I want. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, okay. well, that all sounds great. Everybody yeah. wants that. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. does. But if I know that I need this business to generate, you know, $5,000 a month and I want to work 40 hours or less a month and I know that I want to be able to take off a month to go on vacation, how can I structure this business to get to those levels of where I want to be? Mm-hmm. So going in up front saying, okay, this is where I'm trying to get to now let's work our way backwards. What are the steps Mm -hmm. that I need to get to get there? Some of that might make people a little bit uncomfortable. Absolutely. When you look at other people's journeys and their business journeys, you generally only see the success. Yep. I heard um, an entrepreneur um, last two weeks ago, I guess, who shared that the they were trying to expand their business in a certain direction and reaching for those goals. And it, it took applying, talking to 44 different banks yeah. before the 45th said, okay, 
said, yes, yeah. we believe in what you're presenting and we're going to do it. And it was very successful. It was the right move, but it was a big step, which means you risk rejection. You've got these big dreams. You said, this is where I want this business to be. But you also have to realize that maybe your plan isn't going to work for everybody. And they might tell you no a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to hear no. <laughs> like I like promise. you just said, it might come from, from your allies, yeah. people who are on your team yeah. who say, this isn't going to work in this way. Right. How can a leader develop that resilience to be able to weather those no's and keep moving forward? You have to believe in yourself. You have to have that confidence in yourself that you are going to find the right way. You are going to get there. It may take longer than you think. It may be harder than you thought it was going to be. But it's about putting one step in front of the other and figuring out where you can make that business stronger. Mm. Asking the hard questions. What is it about? Is it the collateral? Is it the business itself? Is it the equipment? What about this didn't work? Mm. It's being willing to listen when somebody says no, but here's why. Mm -hmm. and, and taking that with a grain of salt. Now, you don't have to take the advice of everybody. <laughs> and you're probably better off not, but mm -hmm. you do have to at least absorb why they said no mm -hmm. and then figure out, okay, let's pivot. Mm -hmm. Let's switch it up a little bit this way. And chances are you're going to come out with a much, much stronger business in the end mm -hmm. than you went in with. Mm-hmm. So I, we're talking in this in this case about this resiliency that's required. Um, I've always I've always felt like in entrepreneurs were definitely very self confident. <laughs> they did have, have that sense of I believe that I, I can do this. I can make this happen. Um, what are are there any other traits that you notice in successful entrepreneurs? Uh, traits or behaviors? Um, I think we could expand that just a little bit. Um, that you would say you see most frequently among successful entrepreneurs? The tenacity, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the, the willingness to just keep at it. Uh, tolerance for ambiguity, where mm -hmm. you're okay with not knowing what's coming next. As an entrepreneur, you may be developing your product or service or doing your thing, and then the HVAC quits in your office <laughs> and the toilet stopped up yep. and you're out of toilet paper. So you, you, you have to wear all the hats. Mm -hmm. So being willing to switch quickly mm -hmm. and uh, butterfly chasing is a requirement, <laughs> believe it or not, because that's how most of the great ideas come mm -hmm. is, is out of the box, different, great, brilliant thought that you figured out how to make a business out of. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to recognize those butterflies when they come by, mm -hmm. but also evaluate those <laughs> butterflies and make sure they're worth chasing. Yeah. I feel like there's, we could extend this and talk about, you know, a net to catch the butterflies. Right. <laughs> like, like, I feel like go this anywhere. could go, go a lot of different ways with this metaphor, but I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to kill it. Um, stone dead. Um, I'd like to switch gears a little bit because you do Skedworks with such a broad, um, variety of business mm -hmm. types, as well as over a large number of counties in Kentucky. Um, and so knowing that you get to have this big picture of what's happening regionally, um, what are some things that you see down, coming down the pipeline, um, whether they are 
challenges or opportunities as it relates to economic development for our region. Um, they might produce butterflies, they might not, but what's coming? So Eastern Kentucky is kind of in a, a unique position because we are very much in a rebuilding position. Uh, once, once coal left Eastern Kentucky, it really left a huge void. And we have the opportunity to fill that void with small businesses and a variety of different small businesses. And we see it happening. And we, we've got some increase in manufacturers, but we also have a lot of increase in restaurants, in, in small family-run businesses, hardware stores to boutiques across the board, gift shops. But the important thing is, is that people in Eastern Kentucky, first of all, you won't find a harder working group. Absolutely. And they are willing to put the effort and the time into building these great businesses that help their family, that help their community, and help the entire region. And that, I mean, that alone makes a huge difference. So over the course of, of the next 10 years, we're going we're gonna to continue to see those smaller businesses growing, mm -hmm. and hopefully to the point where they're growing into the larger businesses. And other businesses are forming to support those large businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a combination of, of an, or a, a culmination of a lot of growth in Eastern Kentucky, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. From, from Boyd County all the way down into Whitley County and everything in between. Everything in between. Um, what about, what are some of the challenges that you think lie ahead for our region? I think definitely access to funding is, is going to be, continue to be a challenge. Uh, interest rates have been going up now for, I believe it's 10 consecutive. I think they just just now left it alone. Mm -hmm. So with interest rates rising, it costs more money for businesses to obtain the loans that they need to get started or to expand. So that limits what they can do. So I think that that's going to continue to be a problem. But I think that as a region, we are doing a better job of reaching out outside of our area and finding customers outside that's going to be one of the keys mm -hmm. is continuing to expand where our products and services are utilized so that we're not just trading money with each other but we're bringing money into the region does that potentially i'm thinking about the impact on things like especially if they're physical goods mm -hmm. versus services from a transportation perspective that becomes very important is can we get the product from eastern kentucky where it needs to go absolutely um i think that i'm just thinking in terms of you know those larger priorities of the region transportation seems like it would be one of them in order to continue to grow are there any others you can internet think of? access internet broadband yeah mm -hmm. broadband access and addressing some of those things but there are things we can do in the meantime um both at the smaller business level but that also from an advocacy standpoint absolutely um you know if you wherever you've got relationships people can be advocating um if you had any wisdom to share with a with an entrepreneur but also somebody maybe who is working in a successful business that thinks to themselves man i'd really like to do this one day what what would you tell them start developing your plan i there are organizations out there that will write a business plan for you and i highly 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 recommend you do not do that <laughs> only because you're going to miss so much of the learning process 
about your business as you go through the steps. And I can I can send you templates. I can make this painless. <laughs> it it allows you to learn so much about your industry and where you're trying to go. But it doesn't need to happen overnight. It's okay for the business planning to take a year or two years or three or however long it takes because it allows you to learn and meet and get in the right circles that you need to be to find your customers. So if you have a dream of owning your own business, start working towards that dream. Mm-hmm. We, we want it to be a goal, not just a dream. We, we want to reach it. Mm-hmm. And we don't want it to turn into a nightmare. Right. <laughs> Which can happen if you don't plan properly. If the, the planning isn't in place and yeah. you aren't aware of the resources that exist to support you. And you can find these at a variety of different places. Nonprofits like SCED, your local chamber of commerce. Um, there are lots of different organizations that exist to support business owners. Some of these might be boutique marketing firms. I want to just uh, uh, finish out by coming back to something you said at the very beginning, which is who's on your team? Um, you, there are going to be a variety of people that you want to surround yourself with who can support you. Some of this might be, yes, emotional. Yeah, <laughs> what do I do when I'm going to have a mental breakdown? <laughs> that's half of what I do. I'll be honest with you. I am just somebody somebody calls to talk to when they're stressed out, when they, they can't see the light anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Because it, it happens, and it happens in every business. It's okay to talk to somebody about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I I spend a fair amount of time talking people back out of the, you know, off the windowsill. And maybe it doesn't need to be your mom or your spouse. (laughs) It does not. Don't stress your family relationships because that just makes things worse. Mm -hmm. It's find that person who owns a business Mm -hmm. or it works with small businesses that you can vent to Mm -hmm. because you need to have that outlet. If you just keep it in, it's going to come out eventually and it's probably going to come out directed at the wrong person. So... Mm -hmm. It's okay to, it's okay for it to be hard and it's okay to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully that person is giving wise advice or can give wise mentorship um, and yep. can be a member of your team. I'm thinking even executive coaches can be a part yep. of leadership development coaches can be a part of this. I'm looking for those mentorship, looking for if you know you need marketing or accounting support. If I've said it once on this podcast, I've said it a hundred times. Hiring a bookkeeper was the best thing I ever did for my yeah. business because I know that that is a valuable resource for me and take something on my plate that I, off my plate that I don't necessarily enjoy and make sure it's done effectively and efficiently. And so who is on your team um, as you build your business, um, dream about your business, start your business, build your business, scale your business, all of these people, you've got people in your community. And we have a fantastic um, group of organizations and individuals in Eastern Kentucky ready to equip and a and prepare these future entrepreneurial leaders and those of today as well. We do. We have a, a wonderful community and and I'm excited to see where the next 10 years takes us. All right. Then it, it's a date, 2033. <laughs> I'm Ooh. just kidding. I'm just, that sounds like space years. That's Ooh. funny. It's a long way away. Well, thank you so much for listening to Women of the Bluegrass. And Amanda, thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise on the show. And I'll make sure um, to have links to SCED and the different resources that they provide in the show notes. So thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you, Jordan. Entrepreneurship isn't for everyone or for the faint of heart. 
There's a learning curve and a lot of success comes down to mindset and community. Whether it's getting connected to someone who has the information you need or developing resilience to keep going when you face challenges. I know I had a lot to learn when I first started and honestly, still do. But the mindset of an entrepreneur and the mindset of a leader have a lot in common. Innovation, resilience, focus, flexibility, and more. If you're an entrepreneur, you might not yet consider yourself someone with leadership potential, but I just wanna encourage you today with this. You're developing the habits and building blocks of leadership during each day as an entrepreneur. From equipping and supporting your employees or developing solutions to meet the needs of your community, this is community leadership in a tangible, but not usually visible way. So keep it up, sunshine. We see you. It really will be worth it in the end. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. I'm excited to be back with you for season two, Women of the Bluegrass. There are lots of new stories coming your way and new ways for you to be engaging with the content too. Make sure you check out the show notes for more information about Amanda, SCED, and the different economic development resources at your disposal in Eastern Kentucky. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.